It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast back for another week with myself, Nix, and joining me from twinfo.com.au, my awesome co-host, Naomi Dolan. How are you going? Nikki, I am absolutely fantastic. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm enjoying a, a couple of weeks of, I was going to say quietness, uh, but it's only quiet on the work front. The uh, the twin mum life seems to have accelerated, but um, I'll get to that soon. How are you going now? Because the last time we caught up, you were in the middle of spending quite a big block of time away from the kids. Uh, how'd everything go? Yeah, look, um, it was it was. Good and bad. Um, I mean, obviously, I was away for a sad reason, mm. supporting my brother and his family, um, and then obviously off to the multiple birth conference and everything like that. But um, part of it was really good because I haven't ever really had a break from the kids, uh, not to have to carry that mental load of thinking of the kids all the time, even though I was constantly texting Dave to say, oh, hey, just letting you know, um, today's whatever and make sure Lexi takes her recorder or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was a very light mental load. Yeah. And you know what? If I forgot something, whatever, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, so, yeah, that that kind of uh, break from carrying that mental load, although I, I miss the kids and Dave and the ki- and mm. my cat, my kitty cat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I miss, I miss Dave and the kids a lot, but other than that, it's been really good. Did you find it took you a few days to start to switch off? Because I always find that, you know, if I'm – I haven't been, as we said last week, I've never been away from the kids for an extended period of time, no more than one night. I'm about to go for three, which to me is overwhelming. I think you've just done 12. Um, but did, it, did you actually find it took a couple of days to start to switch off? Or not switch off, but let go a little bit? Absolutely. And to be quite honest, it wasn't probably until about day five mm. where I was like – you hit oh, a groove. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And like, it's the little things. Like I literally, I've been eating um, corn thins and rice thins with dip and a slice of tomato. No cooking, <laughs> Just no washing up, minimal shopping. It's been awesome. <laughs> and you're living out of a hotel, so that helps as well. Well, no, but I haven't even been getting meals. Yeah, you've you just know, been like, snacking, like, just no, not yeah. bothering. Yeah, I love not that bothering. idea. I and love that it. that has been really nice. I've eaten when I'm hungry. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you've probably so, finished what you wanted to eat yourself too. And you know what? I chose dips that I like, not ones that I thought, oh, I know that olive oil only needs this dip and Lexi likes this dip. I chose the ones that I liked. I didn't have to worry about what Dave wanted and Lexi wanted and Ollie liked. Isn't it Mm. funny because Chris is always encouraging me to take more time to myself and I I think I even said to him a few months ago, I'm scared I don't know who I am anymore Mm. and I I feel really bad saying that but I'm sure there's plenty of other multiple mums that can understand. My life is so focused around my family. I start to think what would I do in a hotel room on my own for a couple of nights in a row. What would I eat? What do I like anymore? I've forgotten. I'm just used to eating half ends of sausages. That's exactly right. And so for me, I've actually chosen though not to go out for dinner. Yeah. Because I'd rather just stay in my hotel room because I've got a tiny little fridge in here that's got my three things of dip, <laughs> my bottle of wine and my rice crackers. And I'm just eating that for dinner and not going it. anywhere. I love it. I love it. What dips are you eating, by the way? 
Ah, so I, <laughs> I want to know now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a gherkin dip, um, a Mexican dip, Ooh. and then um, just a um, sweet potato and cashew kind of one. Yeah. Well, there you but go. The- Naomi's dip choices. <laughs> I know. Somewhere They're you didn't fantastic. expect to go. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about um, funny and bad things that happened um, when you were pregnant. We're going to do that next. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. Naomi, we're going to talk this week about funny and some bad things that happened to you while you were pregnant. Sort of some of those quirky things. Um, I think I'm going to throw to you straight away on this one because you've had a couple of interesting ones. Uh, let's start with weight. Oh, weight gain. So for me, I, I, this will be interesting because I don't know much about you. And I mean, I've only ever seen photos of you. So I really can't tell how tall you are, how big you are, how anything like that you are. I've just seen, you know, just normal photos, which are generally from the waist up and, and lovely. <laughs> um, so I am quite tall and I've always been quite slender. Going mm. through IVF, I put on um, five kilos. So I just could never shift. Because I, I did eight rounds. That's a yeah. lot of drugs in my system. Um, I, you know, you kind of stop doing any kind of heavy exercise because you mm. hope that you're pregnant mm. um, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, not that I'm a big exerciser, so, you know, let's preface <laughs> with that. Um, so I did put on five kilos with that. But then, so I was 63 kilos when I left school and I... 25 years later, I was still 63 kilos. Yeah, yeah. you're one of those people. Your weight and hasn't fluctuated a lot. No, not at all. And um, then I put on five kilos doing the IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I fell pregnant with um, the twins first time and then twins the second time. And I kept a record of my weight gain just because I was actually quite fascinated by it. Um, and all was going well and I loved recording it each week until – one day, I don't even know why, but Dave hopped on the scales after me and I was just like, oh, you know, how much do you weigh? And he told me and I had passed him. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Dave's not a big guy, you know, and yeah. he was only ever, I don't know, 10 kilos, 15, yeah. I don't even know, heavier than me. It wasn't massive, but I just suddenly thought, oh, yep. okay. Yep. Right. Yep. I can and so relate. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's one thing that got – then I, I cracked the 100. Oh, really? Yeah, I cracked the 100 kilo mark. Wow. And I just was like, wow. How like how did that – were you scared, and, and not to to judge and wait, but a similar situation, like I've, I've always been a person who's relatively slender, but I've, I've had sort of weight fluctuations. Were you fearful about what would happen after you delivered the twins? I was. Um, I also realised I could never skydive at this point in time because that 100 kilo limit. um, (laughs) Has that been a life goal of yours? (laughs) No, it hasn't. But I just remember thinking, I can't go skydiving. You think the most random things. I'd be so relieved I couldn't go skydiving. I was going to go skydiving with twins. I mean, I obviously I wasn't, but I just I'm, remember thinking, I'm eight months pregnant. Let's go skydiving. <laughs> um, no, but um, I was definitely worried about how I was going to lose it, just because I never mm. have carried any excess weight. 
Um, I will tell because I know I am extremely lucky and I will say it does come down to genetics. I haven't got a single stretch mark, um, which is just, I believe, pure luck as opposed to, you know, any kind of management. Yes, I use the um, cocoa buttercream and bio oil and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. However, you know, I was 10 and a half pounds or something and my mum didn't get any stretch marks with me. Yeah. So it's it's just a genetic thing. Yeah. Um, but I did. I, I put on over 30 kilos mm. and um, yeah. shrunk back really quickly, really quickly afterwards. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. you were lucky. I, I struggled with stretch marks. I think I've spoken about those before because I had the very irritated, inflamed, itchy stretch marks. Um the opposite, because we always are, and it's just, as we have said before on these podcasts, we have no idea until we open up these can of worms. I I couldn't deal with the weight gain to a point, and I, I've had issues with my weight in the past as I was younger. We can come back to that another time. But um, I got to a point where it was actually easier for me to block it out than to monitor the excitement of it growing. I was excited the boys were growing. I was excited I was getting heavier. But when I went to the doctors, I would I couldn't look at the scales. I didn't want to know. I, I, so I still don't know what my maximum weight was. I don't know if I was over 100 kgs. I assume I was. Um, but, I, I yeah, I, I, was, I was almost too scared to know. Wow. See, I weighed myself. I looked forward to the mon- every Monday because I weighed myself on a Monday. Uh, yeah, I, I just I have have a history of, you know, being too obsessive about weight. So yeah. many, many, many years ago I, I disassociated myself with scales and, and focused on a, a healthier how I felt sort of thing. And I must admit I've never got back to my pre-baby um, healthy weight. I've still always carried probably about five to eight kilos more than I should. I just can't move it now, um, which is probably just an excuse. <laughs> I'm sure if I went to the gym, to the gym slightly more and probably stopped drinking wine, it would go. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was, I was a little bit scared. It, it, it terrified me again. I think probably because for so much of me, it was so much of a surprise. There were things that I was yeah. just not expecting, um, a pregnancy to start with, let alone two. Um, I, I just, my, my brain couldn't cope with that. And so I just knew that that was something I would have to deal with after the boys were born. And that my most important job was to stay healthy and not focus and just keep growing these babies because I was, I think part of me was scared that I'd just freak out if I saw enormous numbers and be like, oh, is that right? Is it wrong? And every time I went to the doctors, they were like, yep, you're doing well. Everything's fine. You know, you're not excessively too much weight. So just stay what you're doing. So yeah, isn't that weird? No. But that's good though that the doctors were saying that to you. Yeah, yeah, they um, were really. And I do. I know. Yeah, I'm I well think... and true. I mean, I would have crushed. Chris is not a big guy either. I would have crushed him within like the first three months. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and it's hard as well because you you do you see all these celebrities walking out of um, you know, ma- the maternity ward or you know, two weeks after they've given birth and they're back mm. in their size six jeans and everything uh, like that. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I've I've never been into all of that kind of stuff, so this is not a time. What happens will happen, yeah. and I just yeah let it go. That's hilarious. Now you've got a couple of other funny things that uh, happened to you while you were pregnant. Share them with us. Well, one thing that I always found really awkward, and we've never had this conversation, so I'll be interested to find out um, what you and also what our readers felt like. I actually, even though you know we had tried so long to have. Um, babies, we'd done so much IVF, we'd had um, 
a twin miscarriage, I actually was embarrassed to tell people I was pregnant because it was kind of like, oh, they know I've been having sex. <laughs> Is that, yes. I don't know, were you like that? I was completely like that and it was even harder because and for again I imagine where you're going to go with this is probably a different tack because your babies were IVF um but for me my my boys were a complete surprise pregnancy to a man that no one in my family knew so right of course when I had to ring my parents and say hey so I'm pregnant with not one but two um I was like but I haven't been sleeping around. This is the only person that I've slept with since oh, my no. divorce. Um, and I felt like I had to justify my existence because oh, it was so like, funny. and I remember actually saying the words to my mom and dad, I feel like I'm a 17 year old girl right now. And I'm in my thirties. I'm more than able to make my own decisions. And I was super happy with where my life was at, but because Things had changed so quickly. You're right. It was like admitting to mum and dad, I've had sex. What about your grandparents? How did they cope? Oh, see, I don't have any, have any surviving grandparents, so that ah. that didn't matter for me. It was just mum and dad, and that was hard enough. And I'm, so I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to go the next level. Well, I, yes, my, neither did I. So I was kind of like thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm actually kind of glad that my grandma isn't going to know that I have now... I'm pregnant and it's out of wedlock because she was quite religious yeah. and everything like that. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe I could just tell her, well, it's okay, Grandma, we didn't have sex. It was IVF. <laughs> oh. I don't know how that would have gone down either. <laughs> Imagine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, which Oh, gosh, which way would you go? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I didn't have to have that conversation with her. And I know she would have loved to have met her her great-grandchildren. But, oh, yeah, that would have just been really awkward, oh, I think. That is fantastic. I tell you, when you talk funny things that happened when you're pregnant, and I've, I just thought of this then, um, have you ever almost – did you ever get to a point where you couldn't do something or you almost basically got, got shut out of doing something because you were pregnant with twins? Um, I know that my choice of footwear was so limited that I actually had to um, send a text to my boss to say, look, I'm coming to work in my Havianas. I've got an extremely narrow foot. and um, The slimline heavies. <laughs> yeah, my slimline heavies. Um, but I had ordered a pair accidentally online and not, not received the slimline ones. Um, and they, I was always meaning to throw them out. And I remember being so grateful I didn't because that was the only pair of shoes that I could wear for probably the last two months because my feet were so swollen. 100%. I lived in my havies. I had about two outfits that I recycled over and over again. Mm. Um, but I had a situation where I got to the point where I couldn't really get to work. And I don't mean as in I couldn't drive like Chris would drive me in the last few weeks. But we had a situation where we were in a very old dilapidated building and it had two sets of stairs, no elevator. And both of these steps of stairs were incredibly steep, but pretty much defunct and should have been, I don't know, condemned, condemned. or something like that. Like oh, seriously, no. we had a we had a rather large guy who was working with us at one stage and this was before I was pregnant with the twins and I used to sort of rudely say subtle things like, Oh geez, I hope Stephen doesn't break the stairs. And, and oh, then no. I found myself 
thinking, am I going to break the stairs and are the stairs going to break on me? And was I going to catastrophically fall down these stairs into the car park carrying a set of twins? And it got to the point in the last couple of weeks, and thank goodness it was sort of only in the last few weeks, probably in the back of my mind it was longer, but I started thinking – do I have to go on mat leave earlier because I can't access my work building because they haven't upgraded the it was it was so wrong and I will say now they've moved into another building my old work so you know uh, but there was a point where I think even my boss was worried about me walking down the stairs on my own but you couldn't have anyone support you either because he couldn't have two people on a step because it would collapse it was just so dangerous and I was oh like my gosh. I should not be going to work because of the stairs Oh my lord, that's amazing! Yeah. No, and here's you with your, you know, magnificent belly, and you can't see the next step down. Yeah, no, I couldn't even see two steps down. It was no. literally just like touch and feel, and I had to go yeah. so slowly, and I was petrified that the stairs would break on me, and I would just the boys and I would just catapult, and it would oh be just gosh. disaster. And I did a, a oh. couple of times think. Should I actually be going to work? And, and luckily enough, it sort of went into Christmas and then everything stopped point blank then anyway. And the doctors were like, you've got to stop work. But there was that point where I was like, "This, I'm just going to collapse. I can't get down the stairs. That's, yeah, I, I'm, there's no way I would have been able to make it upstairs physically um, with my, um, my, my FPD, what's that, that symptom. I could not have walked upstairs. Well, I did a couple of times sort of have in the back of my mind. I'm like, I don't know if this is legal. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. I'd love to hear if anyone had to give up work because they physically accessibility or just physically could not do their job any longer. We'll pop that up on our Facebook page, Talking Twins and More, and let us know if there were like if you were working and you actually had to finish up work early because you physically were unable to do your job for whatever reason. Mm. Well, I was medically told I had to stop, um, that I wasn't yeah. allowed to do it anymore. It was taking too much of a toll and then I ended up, it, it was going into Christmas and then I never came back, so it didn't matter. Um, but <laughs> I ended up in hospital a lot quicker. But, yeah, it was pretty much that thing and I was like, I was gutted because I was trying to work out like all the – maternity leave and how many weeks yeah. leave of annual leave because I had to get paid out all my annual leave and stuff and yeah it was it was it was a nightmare anyway absolutely any other funny wow. ones from you um I've probably only got one other one that I can recall and it starts off with not being so funny uh Dave and I used to catch the train to work and most days he was with me but I just remember this um one day I was by myself and um I had to uh, catch the train into the city, and there was a. a, a I, I'm assuming he was under the influence of something. Anyway, right. he just came along, and I was in one of the little um, four seats, so two seats facing each other, so a little block of four. And um, I was quite large, so no one was sitting next to me because there wasn't any room. Um, and this guy just came and kind of draped himself across me and my belly. What? And I was like, ah! You know, and I made this kind of high-pitched squeal and I'm like pushing him but not wanting to fight him because I thought, oh, my gosh, if he does anything to me, I mean, my belly is so enormous. Um, I was about, I don't know, 31, 30 weeks pregnant or something. I don't know. I was massive. And um, these people kind of jumped up and, and pulled him off me 
And then we pulled up at a station and I just kind of got up and got off the train. It wasn't my stop or anything. I, it was only two stops from Central. And um, two or three people got off with me, which was really lovely now that I look back at it because mm. I, I don't think I probably thanked them properly because I was really – and they're like, are you okay? Let's call an ambulance, you know, like that's – um, can we call someone for you? And they were quite adamant about calling an ambulance. I was like, no, no, can you just take me to a taxi and I'll catch a taxi to work. And so <laughs> I did work. that. Yeah. And um, went into work and just burst into tears. Yeah. Yeah. I just, How that frightening I was, I was though. Done. Yeah, it really did scare me. And I I don't ever, I still don't know why or what, what happened, but yeah, it was really weird. But then my boss, bless him, this is my big boss. Now, admittedly, he did work away quite a lot and he just used to let anybody use his car park. Um, he used to let me use it most of the time because I was so pregnant, but he just said, right, that's it. He said, I'm only in the office three days a week. I'll just catch the bus. You can have my car park every day. Oh. And I know. What a legend, Pete. Wow. Love you, Pete. He's a keeper. Um, he is. <laughs> As a boss. So we started driving to work every day. Oh, nice. However, it was kind of busy. Um, and then one day I was just like, oh, Dave, I've really got to go to the bathroom, you know, like, and he was like, you know what? Cause there's this, um, transit lane. He goes, you know what? There's four of us in this lane. And he just veered across <sighs> into the, into the T3 lane. Um, and he was like, look, if anyone pulls us up, he said, they, they're probably not going to believe that you're having twins because that's just seems like an unrealistic thing to say. He said, but they're going to take one look at you and they're going to know there's at least three people in this car. Wow, <laughs> you that, did that. You're that person. To and from work every day, we just used the transit lane. Did you ever get just, pulled over? Never. Wow. Never. I would love to know what the legalities of that are. I would I love no to idea. know. So if anyone is yeah. in law enforcement, um, you know, actually, you know, we should, probably shouldn't recommend this as something for people. Not, to do. not unless we know. <laughs> Maybe you just got away with it, but I would love to. I'm fascinated because it never crossed my mind. I mean, I live in the country, so it doesn't it, it doesn't count. But when I lived in the city, I mean, that was always that golden lane oh, that, that golden you had. Lane. Oh gosh, I mean, I do it now when I go home to Sydney with the boys. I'm like straight in that transit lane, and I'm smiling yeah. from ear to ear because I'm like, "See you, suckers! I'm I got exactly. two kids. There's benefits to having twins." But I've I never even thought of that. That is brilliant. Well, it was just otherwise potentially you know, illegal, but brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah, probably completely illegal. I don't know, but honestly, busting to go to the toilet, yeah. need to get into work, don't want to sit in the morning commute. We were just in that transit lane eight morning and afternoon. I, I was love just like, it. you know what? They're not going to argue. Going home, there was no way they were going to argue with my swollen ankles. <laughs> Oh, they look. were bigger than my kneecaps, for goodness sake. So, <laughs> oh, I would love to know if anybody could tell us the, the the was was Naomi breaking the law or was she actually well within her rights? I'd love to find that out. If anyone could help us out, if not, I'll do some of my own research. But how I brilliant! Know. Well, we'll pop it up on the Facebook page, and hopefully, <laughs> I don't get a fine, a, a retrospective <laughs> fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> eight, oh. eight and a bit years ago, man. Exactly. We believe that you were sure. legally driving in the transit lane. <laughs> oh, that is gold. That's hilarious. Oh, look, we'd love to find out as well uh, what kind of fun, wacky things happened to you during your pregnancy. Uh, we'd love to hear from people. 
Absolutely. Head to our Facebook page, Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. We'll wrap it up with our wins and losses next. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nikkiangley.com. So, Nikki, let's start with you. What was your loss this week? Okay, look, my win is sort of a bit of a, a, a loss and win at the same time. So I'm going to start with my major loss, which is a bit of a funny one. Um, and I'm sure many people can relate to this because uh, we've had a lot of appointments this last few days. We've been back and forth all over the place. And so a lot of bribery has been involved with the children. Um, I think yesterday I had a massive day of appointments and poor Harry got dragged everywhere. We ended up with cars. We ended up with stickers. We ended up with crayons. I'm the worst parent. I think they were eight chips for dinner, but whatever, we survived. Um, but this morning, after all of that, The kids got into their Christmas stickers, and I know I'm back on the Christmas thing again, but they stuck them everywhere around the house. Oh, no. Doors, windows, furniture, floors, you name it. I I came back. I was just doing a few things, and they were running around. I thought they were having a hysterical time together. I thought, this is so lovely, until I realised that what they were actually doing was sticking their Christmas stickers all around the bloody house. Oh, no. You know, every time when you pull up at the traffic lights and you look across and there's stickers stuck all over the passenger window in the back, I think, oh, man, that poor parent was driving somewhere through traffic, dealing with probably a screaming baby in the other car seat, and here's this kid just going for gold with stickers on the window. Yep, and all I can say is just by some twist of fate, luck. Uh, if you need to buy Christmas stickers, I can recommend the $3 ones from Best and Less because they're not very sticky. So oh, fantastic. luckily for us, off? they've all come off or at least oh, in the critical sorry. areas. There's a couple still yeah. stuck to their beds, but that's okay because they go with us because we, we're yes. looking at trying to sell our house next year. And, oh. you know, like literally I walked around and I was mortified because I'm like, oh my God, if Chris walks back into this, I... I am going to be in trouble for the why did you let the kids do it? Not to mention I was mortified. So it was just, I I was so lucky. But my God, that moment when you turn around and you find there's stickers on the wall. It's like the crayons or the textures, whatever it is. You just go, oh, why? Why did I I take my eyes off them? We've just swapped um, Ollie and Lexi's rooms. We've changed them from kids' rooms to sort of, you know, children's rooms to eight-year-old rooms. And, um, yeah, I, I had absolutely no idea, but when I was moving all the furniture and doing all this, that, and the other, I found all these Oliver name stickers stuck everywhere. And I'm like, hey, who did these? And Oliver's like, yeah, not me. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, buddy, it's your name. Pick a different sticker, dude. Hard to get <laughs> away with that one. That. <laughs> anyway, what about you? What was your fail this week? Um, my, fail, my fail this week is... Uh, well, my loss. It's definitely a loss. It's not a fail because I wasn't here to do it. Um, yeah, just catching up on all those things, you know, the oh, yeah. extra loads of laundry, um, getting the fridge restocked and everything. I mean, Dave did an absolutely fantastic job while I was away. However, he was still working full time yeah. and looking after the kids. So things like the shopping and the laundry and things weren't done on and on such a regular basis as when I'm around. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just that boring household oh, stuff that um, and it's exhausting playing catch up too yeah it is kind of sucks but that's all right it's all good it's, it was it's, worth going away 
to help my brother and also for the Amber Conference was brilliant. So, yeah. yeah, all good. And it's, it's think of it as therapy. It's nice to get stuck into those chores and you can just yeah. mindlessly do it. Absolutely. Which actually brings me to my win is that we survived 12 days with me, 12 nights with me being away. Well done. Um, as I've said, I, know, I think I was, it's amazing. Yeah, look, um, I'm quite a I'm, – I'm – very attached to my family, um, mm. so to be away for 12 nights was a really big deal for me. Um, but you know what? Thank goodness for modern technology. Lexi's learned to text, so she texts me. They, the kids call me. We we WhatsApp video call and various things. Dave, um, text, Dave and I text and obviously talk as well. But, yeah, it's been really handy. Oh, that's so good. You yeah. guys should be very proud because it's a lot of change and strain on everyone, even, you know, the kids, everything. Everyone's out of their comfort zone. It's a little bit exciting, but it's also a little bit stressful. And to do it for so long, I think it's credit to you It'll be interesting. All. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how this next week goes because you know um, what it's like when your kids go to school or daycare or kindy or whatever and they manage to hold it together all day and you go to pick them up and they're like, oh, they've been yep. amazing. And then you get in the car or you get home and the meltdowns yep, begin. The decompensation. So I've just, yeah, I've only just got back. Yep. So, you know, it will be interesting to see how this week goes. But, um, yeah, at the moment it was just so beautiful to see them. Oh, fingers crossed it all goes well. Yeah. And you know what? If they need a little bit of extra mummy time, you've all deserved it. Absolutely. You've all I deserved totally it. agree. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to spending some time with Dave too. So yeah. it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that side of it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll wrap That's it up. Not mummy. With That's not kid related. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrapping it up with my win for the week, which look, we'll go into a little bit more detail about this another episode because it's actually, um, you know, bringing everyone up to speed. But as you know, uh, we've been through an ongoing battle with Hunter and his global developmental delay, different programs. We've been trying to get NDIS intervention. And unfortunately, we had some a uh, little bit disappointing news that due to um, just, I'm going to say the word stupidity um, from the NDIS, they've actually closed our application before oh, assessing no. it properly due to just stupidity. Um, and I will come back to that another week because I know there's many people who are battling the same things. And again, it's a big hiccup. Where do you go from here? And how do you pick yourself back up? And it's not that we've been declined. It's that they closed the application due to processing issues um, and lack of communication on their end. So it's a long process I'm chasing down. But the the positive, the, the win out of it is that um, we actually had our paediatricians um, updated um appointment this week and we just have the most amazing pediatrician who just gets where we're at and was like right okay we're going to put a new plan in place we're going to put new reports to the NDIS we're going to get these things reopened and we're going to proactively keep working towards what this child needs because Hunter has responded so well to the early intervention that we've had so far and we've just started a sensory food grip because we have a lot of issues with that we'll come back to that and ongoing speech and that sort of stuff and yeah just to have that one person who when you feel like melting down because you're not getting the support you need for your child when it should be available because he does have a diagnosis that enables him to get the early intervention so the frustration that the failure is on their behalf to then have had an amazing doctor that's picking up our pieces is just yeah, that's been a huge win for us. So, yeah, that's wow. my win. Wow. Well done. Yeah, perseverance, Mama. That's, yeah. You know. It continues. And as I said, I'll bring you up yeah. to speed on that more yeah. another episode. But I just didn't want to finish this without just putting out there that, like, if you can find that one doctor if you're struggling, that, you know, that, that can make all the difference. So we've been very lucky. Anywho, that's it for another week. 
Looking forward to next week catching up. Um, I think we're going to have a very special guest next yes. week, but we won't go into it too much just in case it doesn't happen. But yeah. we're really hoping. Well, we've got a, that, we've um, got quite a few guests lined up, so we do. Um, I'm really crossed. looking forward to sharing. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some exciting guests joining us for the next few weeks, so we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, don't forget to head on to our socials and check everything out. Absolutely. Our Facebook page is Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. And we'd also really appreciate wherever you got this, wherever you downloaded this podcast from, if you could just pop on and give, give us a rating and a review and things like that, because that helps us to be more visible to more families who mm. could hopefully benefit from us. Absolutely. And we'll catch you next week. Looking forward to it. Bye. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.